What if I told you that your dreams and aspirations are 100% within your reach, but there's a price you have to pay? In this thought-provoking episode, we're going to delve into the true cost of success and how worthwhile goals, yep, they're going to demand some effort. They're going to demand some commitment as well as some sacrifice. Join us as we explore the transformative power of taking action, developing empowering habits, acquiring essential knowledge and skills, and forming your own support network. Yep, I call this your one-two crew. Are you ready to pay the price for reaching your fullest potential? Well, stay tuned and find out. Welcome to Your Success DNA Podcast, the go-to resource for entrepreneurs, business owners, and professionals who are ready to level up their lives. Your Success DNA Podcast. Get ready to be inspired, motivated, and empowered to create the life that you truly want. We will be sharing tips, tricks, and mindset shifts that you need to achieve your wildest dreams. Your wildest dreams. Remember, your success is in your DNA. What is up? What is up? What the heck is up, my success family? I want to call you my driven success family, my go-getting folks out there. And this, like I mentioned earlier in this captivating episode, we're going to explore the true cost of success, all those essential elements required to unlock your potential. Mm -hmm. You know some of them. You might have forgotten a few, but I think you know them. We're talking about things from understanding the value of hard work and the perseverance of developing empowering habits, as well as acquiring those crucial knowledge and skills. We're going to delve into those factors that shape your path to achievement. Additionally, I'm going to introduce you to the concept of the want-to crew. I mentioned this in the previous episode, which is why we're doing this particular episode, because this is a supportive network of individuals with a diverse set of expertise. We're going to discuss how to navigate the challenges posed by your can't-do crew, those who may be intentionally or unintentionally hindering your process. So stay tuned, stick around, keep listening as we guide you through this transformative journey towards reaching your full potential and realizing your dreams. Well, let's pull back the curtain and start with the obvious question, what price will you have to pay? Right? Worthwhile goals always come at a cost. Otherwise, everyone would already have them, right? And they really wouldn't be worthwhile. And I say this from experience because in my life, I have found that any goal, material item, or relationship that I came into or that came to me with little or no effort, it really wasn't nearly as appreciated as the ones that I had to work for, that I had to gut it out and go get. Now, when you sit down and figure out how to get something that you want, and then you begin to take the action towards getting it, you're more motivated. And here's the thing, I hear so many people say that, you know what, I'll take action towards my goals when I get motivated to do so. Well, they have this thing bass backwards, I'm just gonna tell you. You have to take the action in order to get the motivation to take the actions. And then after each and every action, your self-confidence rises just a little bit Because you did something. You stepped your toe out of your comfort zone, even a little bit, just just a touch, which feeds your self-esteem and you feel better about yourself. This pushes you to take the next step and the next step and the next. So as you feel better about yourself, you are willing to pay bigger and more extreme prices, and which means you end up taking on larger and larger goals. This gives you the freedom to choose what direction you want your life to take. 
This gives you the freedom to take your life along the flight path that you choose as long as you're willing to pay in effort, energy, and time. Here's the thing. If your goal does not have a price that you have to pay, perhaps your goal's not worth your time. Any goal to me worth having is worth working for and is worth paying a reasonable price to get maybe even a little bit unreasonable because that means it's a little bit of uh, uh, it's a little bit of an unreasonable goal. Now, this comes into the realm of habits, right? Habits means you're willing to pay more because you get good habits. Habits can cost you as well if you're not pushing yourself and pulling you towards your goals and towards your Vista Vision. We talked about Vista Vision uh, the past couple of episodes, so I won't repeat myself here. Almost everything you do is determined by your habits. From the moment you wake up in the morning to the moment you lay your head back down to sleep again, your habits tend to guide the majority of what you do, what you say, and how you react. Successful people have more sound habits that enhance their life, while unsuccessful people have more habits that detract from their happiness, drain their energy, and hold them back from their dreams. But hold on before you get disappointed. Here's the good news. All habits are not only learned, but they're learnable. You have learned all your habits over time, so you can also learn any new habit that you consider necessary and are willing to work long enough and hard enough to make part of who you are. You can also remove habits that are depleting your energy and your motivation, such as getting up late and then milling around, or well, either or. Right? Change these habits to more action-oriented habits. For example, instead of milling around the first thing in the morning, you could try to get up out of bed and go for that 10-15 minute walk right out of the gate. Get your heart pumping, get your blood flowing, and your circulation going while you're walking or even jogging, and you could be listening to your favorite music or perhaps this podcast as you take steps towards your goals or as you ponder taking steps towards your goals, the ones you're going to take that very day. This will swing your entire outlook from one of habitual procrastination to one of action orientation. And I believe you, my friends, because you're still listening to this episode, oh gosh, seven minutes into it, are going to be action oriented or are action oriented. Do you think remolding this kind of milling around the morning habit into a physically active habit can have a positive impact on the rest of your day? Well, of course it will, 100%. When you start your day off by taking action, you set the tone for the entirety of the day, a tone that will motivate you to do the things that you want and that you need to do in order to reach the goals that you dream, desire, and deserve. So let's get started. First thing you're gonna do is review the habits that you have that might be holding you back. Do you have habits around television? Habits around eating or sleeping or drinking that are keeping you away from your goals? Do not overlook anything. Even the smallest little habits can over time have a huge impact, especially when you stack all those little habits one on top of the other. Here's the thing. Vacuums, my friends, are formed when you take something out of your life. Pull out an old, unwanted, negatively impacting habit and it's gonna form this vacuum. And you're gonna to need to fill that vacuum, right? It's gonna to wanna to fill something up with it. Well, you fill it with the habits that will push you towards your goals faster. 
and towards your goals in a far more productive manner. So identify the habits that you think would be most helpful to get you along your path towards your goal and fill them up. Remember, these habits will need to be results-oriented. A little focus, a little concentration, a little discipline and persistence. These new habits will become these internal motivators and these internal drivers pushing you towards your goal faster than you ever thought possible or imagined to be viable. You see, when I first came out of the United States Army, I came to realize I had developed the habit of using far too many cuss words on a regular basis. I mean, cuss like a sailor, man, try to be someone in the United States Army, all right? All right? And I wasn't happy with every other adjective coming out of, out of my mouth being a word that would not be allowed by the FCC on monitored radio. So I decided I was gonna stop using these words. Well, that's a lot easier said than done. And I came to realize that rather quickly. Try as I may, I found it extremely difficult to just cold turkey stop using these extreme words altogether. So what did I do? Devise a little plan to help me reach my goal to stop cursing. Rather than jumping from cursing to not cursing in a single bound like Superman, I picked a few of my most offensive words and decided upon replacements I was going to use for them. Now, having just come back from being in Europe, uh, I chose the word bloody to replace a number of my offensive American curse words. And I was able to quickly curb my offensive language by simply replacing the offensive words with this less offensive one. It required a little bit of thought, a little bit of effort at first because it was a new habit. And I would actually have to catch myself quite a few times right as I was getting ready to say or having just said that offensive word and mentally switch it to the word I preferred. And over time, conversation after conversation, this mental switching became automatic. It became habitual. Later, I replaced the word bloody with new words. To do this, I just had to enhance my vocabulary. So I developed a, a habit of frequently learning new words or a new piece of information that I could later work into my conversation with others. As you can see, I took a habit I found undesirable and replace it with a new empowering habit, a habit that motivated me to further enhance myself with the addition of another habit that augmented and shaped who I am and who I am becoming even to this day. I guess what I'm saying here is, you shape your habits and then your habits shape you. Make it a daily part of your routine to develop your habits in each area of your life so that you can move more aggressively towards your goals. Now luckily for all of us, any activity repeated over and over and over again will eventually become a habit, the good ones and the bad ones. So that means you can develop any habit that you feel is desirable to have in your life. First, decide what behavior you want, then practice that behavior every single day, as many times as possible until it becomes automatic. This will enable you to shape or even mold the development of your very own character and even your personality if you apply this principle habitually. All right, I think I've beat that one to death good enough. Let's move on to our, our knowledge and skills, and this will all lead into your want-to crew and your can't-do crew. So bear with me, all right? And this is gonna be a little longer than usual, but bear with me. Information is quickly becoming the currency of today's world. I think we all agree with that. Actually, I think it is the currency of today's world. So skills and information, knowledge, and information is very marketable. This can have a huge impact on your life, both personally and professionally. 
What new information and what new skills do you need to acquire in order to reach your goal? I mean, I really want you to take a moment, take some time today and seriously consider all the aspects of your goal as well as the path that you're going to have to travel to get there. Right? What skills and information will you need to gain, enhance, and apply in order to reach your goal successfully? What topics are you going to need to study? What topics are you going to need to master? There's a difference. Some of them you just need to know about. Other ones you need to know deeply. Is your goal a career enhancement goal? If so, what information will have the greatest impact to getting you to that career enhancement? Okay. What one skill, think about this. Here's a great question. What one skill, if mastered, would launch your career into the fast lane? Would launch your goal into the fast lane? Now that you know what that is, Let's develop a plan to gain this information to enhance those skills as you realize what they are. I mean, everyone you figure out what it is, write it down so that you can develop that plan and start gathering the resources you need. Make them sub goals, right? Make them support goals towards your larger goal. You, you, you've talked, you've heard me talk about taking your goal and chunking it down. Well, this is one of those chunks or in other words, in order to reach this goal, I'm going to have to learn X. I'm going to have to really learn and immerse myself in why. If you cannot think of what skills and information you need to acquire, then make yourself a support goal to talk to other people who are already doing what you want to be doing. Ask them what information, ask them what skills they found they needed in order to reach the heights that you are seeking to reach as well. I need you to remember that one key piece of information applied to your goals plan can make an extraordinary difference in your results. Leveraging other people's knowledge is a great shortcut to reaching your goal in a far shorter period of time than you having to do it all on your own. It can save you an enormous amount of time equating in hours, days, weeks, months of hard work, heck, even years of hard work as well as hard cash spent or earned. Successful goal achievers keep their radar sweeping the horizon back and forth, seeking out books, magazines, articles, courses, conferences, associations, and mentors that have I and podcasts <laughs> and mentors that have ideas and insights that they can tap into to achieve their goals faster and easier. So develop yourself a plan to gain the needed knowledge acquire the necessary skills so that you can realize your dreams in everything you have to offer. And here's one that many people miss. They're, it's so easy to figure out, well, I need to I need to learn about AI or I need to become good at managing people. Sometimes it's your opinions you need to adjust. Let me tell you. Let me let me, let me give you an example of a story. Let's talk about eggs in jail. Now, if you're the same age range as me, you'll remember the day that the commercial with the eggs getting out of jail was aired. Eggs had gotten a bad rap. They had been deemed bad for the heart by health experts, he says with air quotes. And they became the subject of criticism and scrutiny. But as our white and sometimes brown duck and chicken friends, are they really unhealthy for us? Well, in the, in the years that followed, numerous health organizations have been vindicating the egg's reputation Thus, the commercial with our little oval buddies being released from their cells. It was originally believed that eggs increased blood cholesterol levels, which is one of the primary causes of heart diseases. 
Nutritionalists had held the opinion that because the yolk of the single large egg contained 5 grams of fat, that the eggs clogged up people's arteries, especially since they also contain dietary cholesterol. But opinions change over time as new knowledge and as new information is gained. The reason I'm telling you the story and the question I need to beg for you is what knowledge and what opinions do you need to reevaluate? What opinions do you have that are holding you back from reaching your goals? What eggs are you keeping in the jail cell of your mind? Free your eggs and release yourself from those self-limiting beliefs and goal-crushing doubts. List the knowledge, list the information, and the opinions that you believe may be holding you back even in the slightest manner. I would challenge you to pull your friends, your associates, and your mentors to get their input as well. Someone that you trust, that you believe would give you the cold hard facts. Sometimes you don't know what you don't know, and you don't know what you do know that is holding you back. Get their input and develop a plan to either dump the whole knowledge or opinion, replace it with more recent information to reshape your opinions with ones that will push you towards the accomplishment of your goals. Ladies and gentlemen, I want you to free your eggs. Now, this brings us to your one-two crew. Now, these are the folks that you want to keep inside your inner circle, the people whose opinions you trust, those ones you're going to reach out to and tap their knowledge in, in the cases of where you just need to know it, but someone else is the master of it, so you don't have to master it yourself, and those folks that, whose opinions you value. And I get this idea from Benjamin Franklin, where he convinced 12 of his friends to form a club back in 1727. It was dedicated to the mutual improvement of everyone that was in the group. In the group. Now, the group was drawn from a diverse set of occupations and backgrounds, but they all shared one thing in common, in the spirit of inquiry and the, the, the desire to improve themselves, their community, and to give back to others. Among the original members were printers, surveyors, a cabinet maker, a cobbler, a clerk, and a merchant. And there may have been others, but those are the ones that come to mind right now. Now, although Franklin was younger than most of the members, he clearly became the leader. And they met every Friday evening. The men's discussion was organized around a series of questions that Ben had devised, covering a range of intellectual, personal, business, and even community topics. Remember, they wanted to get back. Now, these questions were used as a springboard for discussion and community action. In fact, through the Wantu crew, Franklin promoted such concepts as volunteer firefighting clubs, improving security like night watchmen, and even a public hospital. The group lasted for more than 40 years and eventually became the nucleus of the American Philosophical Society. Here's what's going on. Let me give you a little bit of geekiness here, and I'm sorry you get to bear with me. I find it kind of interesting that the word Huantu is evolved from the word Junta, J-U-N-T-A, and Junta is defined as a group of people who have taken power, a government by the army, or in the sense, that's what a Huantu is. It's a group of people who have decided to take control of their lives and by doing so have taken back the power for themselves. The results of Franklin's original Huantu crew uh, are still evident today in their integral part of American society. That one-two crew gave us our first library, our first volunteer fire departments, our first public hospital, police departments, paved streets, and even, get this, 
the University of Pennsylvania. Yeah, they recommended books, merchants, and friends to one another. Heck, you could say they were like the Oprah of their times. They fostered self-improvement through discussions on topics related to philosophy, morals, economics, and politics. Okay, maybe that point is not <laughs> Oprah, but in the recommendation of books, merchants, and friends to one another. It is this basis of want to that I want you to capitalize on in order to accomplish your goals now and for the rest of your life. You're going to do this by forming your want to crew. Here's the thing. Knowledge, skill, and experience are all valuable resources that you can gain over time. But here's the thing. What if you could gain all that knowledge, all those skills, and all that experience like that instantly? It's possible. In the intelligent forming of your want to crew, you gain access to all that knowledge, all those skills, all that experience, and even all the capital of everyone in your crew. But remember, uh, here's the magic sauce, right? You need to pay your part of your crew. You got to pay. You just don't keep pulling it out, right? You got to give. Now, you could be paying in knowledge, in your skill, in your experiences that you've gained that they could benefit from. Here's a real life example that I used to give lots and lots of live presentations. And one of my pre presentations, I would present the audience with a puzzle asking each person to work on the puzzle individually and come up with an answer to it. After about 10 minutes of work, I would ask anyone in the audience who had the answer to raise their hand. Generally, no one does. Puzzle's quite tough. Right? It's, I'm not trying to call anyone a fool. I'm just trying to make the point of a one-two crew. Some of the audience members can figure out one section while others can figure out another section, but I yet to come across someone that could figure out the entire puzzle in the time allotted. Now, let's go back and let's form the audience into small groups of four to six people and have them work together on the puzzle. They begin to instantly share what the other has figured out on this section or the other section, and they work on developing theories and sharing ideas of possible solutions on the remaining pieces of the puzzle. Most every time when I've done this, the, the teams will finish the puzzle in under the 10 minute lead time because everyone in their one, two crew has their own set of experiences, their own set of skills, and their own set of knowledge they, they brought to the table. Your one, two crew will be your personally selected group of people working together, discussing, caring, and sharing ideas. This crew can help you see solutions and possibilities you have even considered coming up with. They should be supportive, caring and encouraging of your goals and you of theirs. All right, you get it. You're with me now, right? Who do I put on my crew? Well, figuring out who you need on your crew, well, it's going to depend on not only your goal, but what you need in order to reach it. With some goals, it's you and your spouse or your significant other. That, that will be sufficient. For larger, more lofty goals, you may need a crew that has some more specific skill sets. For example, in writing my, uh, my, my first book, I pulled into my crew a person that wrote a book in 14 days. I pulled in someone to proofread it and give me valuable input. Someone who would guide me to finding a publisher and someone who was interested in the topic. Each of these people had a specific area of expertise that I would benefit from. But that was not the only area they gave me input on. My quote-unquote publishing expert gave me lots of advice on what to write, my writing expert gave me publishing advice. My proofreader shared some light on 
areas I thought I had already had knowledge in. But as a team, we nurtured that book beyond to what I thought it could have ever been. And well, it, it was nurtured into something far beyond what it would have ever been had I did it alone. And also I did it in far less time. Your typical one-two crew meeting could be held, say, over a lunchtime, or sometimes within schedules over phone, or, you know, you could use technology nowadays, Zoom calls, Riverside, anything like that. Now, you know, first thing you want to do when you get, get together is you don't want to jump right into work. You want to have some social pleasure and trees, you know, catch up. I mean, these people are more than just tools, right? They're probably, some of them will probably become good friends of yours. Then you would go one by one and taking turns sharing what has happened to one another since the last time you guys got together. What steps they're working on, what obstacles they have, what opportunities and challenges that they foresaw coming up. At the same time, fellow one-two crew members can chime in with their positive input and supportive ideas. A typical one-two crew meeting could be held over an hour lunch or it could be held before or after work. And you know, you could use technology nowadays and do it via Zoom. So your one-two crew mates can be from across the world. Now, of course, when you first hop on the call or get together, you want to go through the social pleasantries, you know, get to know these folks. These folks are probably going to be around in your world for quite some time. Uh, some of them probably become really good friends. Then you want to go one by one where each person takes turns sharing on what has happened to each other since the last time they got together, what steps they're working on, what obstacles or opportunities or challenges they have encountered or foresee coming up. Now, at any time during this, a fellow Wantu crew member can chime in with their positive input, supportive ideas uh, about what's currently being shared. But here is the magic. Huh? At no time is criticism allowed. Only encouragement, insights, advice, and ideas. And at each and every one of the Wantu crew meetings, you're going to walk away with a wealth of ideas, insights, and steps. And they're going to hold you accountable because the next time you guys get together, when you're doing your part of the one-on-one, -on -one, they're going to remember, you said you were going to do A, B, and C. You only did, hey, what happened? Okay. Each one is going to be pushing you harder, farther, and faster than if you attack your goals all by yourself. So take a minute and look at your goals and look at some of the skills and experience and knowledge that you need and think of who in your sphere of influence has that. That's going to help you know who you want in your want-to group. And reach out to some of the people in your sphere of influence and ask them who they know that has some of these knowledge and skill sets and opportunities that you need on your want-to group. Don't just stick to your, your immediate knowledge base and, and sphere of influence. Reach out. Because once you know who you want in your want-to group, I want you to revisit the list and limit the group to four or six people. If you get past that number, I have found that the crew members do not get the time that they need during the meetings, right? If you only get together for an hour or so, they need to have the time to have their topics discussed. And generally, they'll stop participating if they don't have enough time for them to engage on their concerns. If they're not getting enough out of it, they'll just stop giving, right? Only invite those that you trust. I, don't, I think that goes without saying, but I'm going to say it anyway. If you question anyone's integrity in the slightest, find someone else. You need the meeting to be a complete open forum 
So trust is a foundation of that openness. Do not bring anything or anyone into the crew that will restrict that, right? And you're going to want to meet at least once a month for a couple hours. I really like meeting bi-weekly, weekly if you can do it. Uh, so it really depends, you know, on everyone's schedules and what it is you're trying to accomplish. At the first meeting, you want to start off by discussing the goals and the guidelines of the group. What is each person in this group trying to accomplish? What rules will be upheld in the attempts to accomplish this, i.e., like I said earlier, no negative feedback. Feedback is good, but don't be downputting it. Don't be negative about things. How can we help each other? And then have someone act as a scribe in each meeting so that everything is written down. Heck, nowadays with uh, technology, you connect something like Otter to Zoom and it will be the scribe for you. And then you can distribute those written notes to everyone as a whole. Right, write down the starting goals and track your progress to them. Celebrate those little successes, my friends. Heck, when you start your one-two crew, I would even go so far as to buy each person in your crew a notebook for them to keep with them at all times. A one-two crew journal, you could call it. It's the perfect place for everyone to record those impromptu ideas, thoughts on any topic that's a group is discussion that pops up while they're away from the rest of the crew and that they come up with a great idea that can solve a major obstacle for you, wouldn't you want to know about it? Would you hate it if you guys got together and all of a sudden they said, you know, I had this amazing idea last Wednesday and freak if I could think about it right now. What if they can't call you right then and there and share that idea? Hmm? You think they're going to remember that idea while the rest of her life is going on? Mm -mm. Don't leave it to chance. Have them write down their own successes, their own failures, their own learnings, and their own insights along the way towards their own goals so that you can help them. That way, the next time the crew gets together, they can be sure to share it all without leaving it out and leaving it to the chance of, well, you know, fear as old as I am, a failing memory, okay? All right, so now on the other side of the aisle from your one-two crew is your can't-do crew. Almost like it sounds, right? These are the people that says things like, Honey, I tried to tell you this wouldn't work. Or, why did you get involved with this anyway? These can't-do crew members are going to chip away and steal your dreams if you're not careful. Odds are, someone that is close to you is a member of your can't-do crew. Some members of your can't-do crew may of you with all their heart. They love you enormously and they have the best intentions, but they're, they're still going to steal your dreams if you are not careful. I find it very odd that the ones that love you and love you the most are more often the very people that can keep you from reaching the very stars that they want you to strive for. I'm just saying, most often they just don't want to see you get hurt as you as you reach higher, right? They, they're they going, well, God, if they reach that far up, that's that much further they can fall down. Well, sometimes it's a little more along the lines of jealousy. Uh, I, I, look, let's be honest. Some folks don't want you to succeed because they're going to get jealous. They know that you can reach those stars and they're a little jealous of you. Your dreams, they're jealous of your goals and they're jealous of your abilities to make them come true. However, do not think that your can't-do crew is always out to steal your dreams. Many of them are not. Again, as I said, they do have your best interests at heart. Look, there are those nefarious folks out there that just don't want you to succeed for many, many reasons. 
but there are lots of them that have your best interests at heart. The root of their problem for them is that somewhere along their flight path of life, someone or something crushed, stole, or snatched their dream right away from them, snatched it right out of their grasp, and they have not had the heart to try again like you are. Now, since they've lived through that pain of the loss of their own dream, perhaps they're merely trying to save you from the same pain they experienced. They would teach you the comfort they have found in conformity. Many cultures teach conformity over individualism. You may heed the words about individualism, but most often it's merely lip service to what they could be rather than what truly is. In truth, the culture stretches conformity day in and out. They stress it through the rules. They stress it through the regulations, be it federal, home, local, homeowners associations, societal, peer pressure, even family custom. Most, maybe even you, are pushed to be a part of the crowd rather than stand out from it. I decided to be myself, to be different. Was I an outsider at times? Well, yeah, of course I was, but I was an individual. But I was okay with that because I liked who I was. I had grown up with my folks telling me, you can be anything you want to. All right, I can go with that. Now, I, I won't delve into that. I we're already going pretty long here, and I want to wrap this up for the Can't Do crew. I want you to distance yourself from your Can't Do crew as much as possible. Now, here's the thing. If a member of that crew is someone really close to you, a spouse perhaps, then you might need to sit him or her down and explain your dreams and all the steps you have planned out. Request their support. If for some reason they're unable to give it, then agree to some compromise so that you can still reach for your stars and he or she will not actively put you down. But here's the thing, I do not want you to let anyone in your can't-do crew steal your dreams or keep you from reaching your goals. All of the great innovations of today's world have come from dreamers like you and me. Each and every one of them is the captain of their own success atlas and would not have been pulled off course permanently by any naysayers, right? They just won't. And I don't want you to be pulled off course either. Think about folks like, Thomas Edison's, the Henry Ford's, the Bill Gates, the Sam Walton's, the Elon Musk's, the, the list goes on and on of these people that have created something amazing. You're like, wow, if I, you can. Each of them had dreams in their hearts that they would not let their can't do crews keep from becoming a reality. A reality that has since impacted the world positively over and over and over again. Ultimately, no one else is responsible for your life and your goals, but you. No one else is accountable for your actions and your results, but you. Therefore, nobody's expectations for you and opinions about you are as important as the ones that you hold, my friend, of yourself. So set your sights where your heart brings true and push ever forward towards these goals that you feel are right and true for you. And with that, I'm gonna leave you as I always do. Think successfully and take action. Thanks for listening to Your Success DNA Podcast. Whether you're starting out or you're a seasoned entrepreneur, we have the tools and inspiration that you need 
take your life to the next level. So stay tuned for more game-changing advice in our upcoming episodes. And hey, before you go, a quick reminder to check out our past episodes of Your Success DNA for more inspiring stories and practical advice. And if you've loved what you heard, leave us a review and share this podcast with your friends and colleagues. Let's all level up our lives together, shall we? Remember, your success is in your DNA.